0: This is Bitna Talks, the engineer takes on construction. Episode 6 Hi, I'm Piotr Bitnar. Each day I help my clients plan and design building projects through Bitna Limited, a consulting chartered structural engineer's practice. My biggest passion and the cornerstone on which I've built my business is finding clever solutions for construction projects. I am a chartered structural engineer and a budding software developer, so you can rest assured that I will strive to talk about the best practices and the use of new technologies in the industry. And if you're embarking on a construction project or are involved in planning, designing and building the world around us, you'll find this podcast useful. This episode is about stage 4 of the plan of work – technical design. Alright, guys, so here we are back at it again. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Another semi-wet week has passed in the beautiful land of Kent and today I'm happy to add another episode on Reba and Ice Truck Tea Plan of Work 2020. I am a little bit under the weather as I record this episode for you so I hope it will not sound too snotty and my weird noises and voices will not unduly impact your listening experience. Just to quickly recap the last episode, where I told you about Stage 3 of the project definition process. The Stage 3 involves the design team in fine-tuning the agreed blueprint from Stage 2, focusing on consensus building towards the preparation for planning application and identifying safety-critical elements and specialist item designs, to name a few. It serves a crucial phase for strategic planning, setting the stage for in-depth project definition in subsequent stages, but caution was advised on premature tendering at this point, as the overall goal of this stage is to solidify the shared vision for successful project delivery, not a production of sufficient design and specification for pricing. Now, We move to the stage where everything should be defined and tied together. So without further ado, let's get to it. Today I'll talk about stage 4 of the project delivery process or framework, if you like. This is the sixth episode of the plan of work, a process which outlines the stages of a construction project, conception, definition, delivery, and operation, providing a structured framework for architectural and construction professionals. Stage four focuses on development, design, and preparation of design and specification information to enable construction. In this phase, the detailed design is refined based on the approved concept from earlier stages. Key considerations include technical specifications, regulatory, compliance, and coordination with various specialists. Stage 4 lays the groundwork for the construction phase by creating a comprehensive and detailed plan that ensures the project's successful execution and allows to discharge legal requirements of the design teams, things like building regulation requirements of principal designer in the meaning of building safety act or and construction design and management regulations, construction Grade designs for party wall etc act 1996 considerations and on and on and on the red tape is indeed vast and doesn't even i cannot even scratch the surface on it right here when i talk about the stage four today i'll Talk about five different different points there. I'll talk about the architect's perspective, architect's take on it. Then I'll move to the structural engineer's perspective, and in the next point, I will expand on the intricacy of that approach and why, indeed, there is a stage four and a half half subdivision in in that process, as defined by ICE T. I will tell you then perils of too precise definitions and perils of not enough information as a result of this stage. And then I'll talk a little bit about small projects up to one million pounds which often never reach this stage or this stage is usually poorly delivered. But that's a usual, usual case in the smaller projects where time equals costs, equals fees, equals the client approach, no way I pay for this. So not to faff about too much, let's get to the main part of this material, shall we? Let's go. All right, so, so what do the architects do here? Well, the key activities of the architects in this stage is to develop a detailed design. We need to refine, further refine that architectural, structural and building services design and assure it all comes together in the minute detail. We develop detailed plans, sections, elevations of the entire building and its parts to assure it all comes together and to assure that it's all coordinated and all of the other specialisms, specialist designs are included within that coordination. We need that input from, from the contractors to make the one one whole that speaks, speaks one truth, that design that, that speaks one truth. The buildings are very complex and, you know, there's plenty of specialist systems that may be incorporated within such building and with all of those special technical information, technical designs and its placement within the building to be coordinated and placed on the final designs. This is the time where the detailed technical specifications outlining all of the materials, finishes and construction methods are being tied together to deliver information for construction. Integrated all of the aspects, including sustainability and energy efficiency measures. This stage is so to show the regulatory compliance. Show to show that that the building indeed covered all of the building regulations aspects of it and it's and has been approached wholesomely and that it's now ready to be taken for the construction usual process is to is to go for the plans approval with your building regulator with your building control whether private or or councils. the architects as well as coordinating all of the specialisms, all of the different aspects of the building project they are now to to also check on the costs of the delivery of the whole project to assure that actually still within the reason and can be sent for tendering need to update the budget wherever, wherever the, the actual cost goes over it or, or maybe under however that's the very very rarely the case but anyway, we'll be going here. We need to we need to identify the the budgetary issues that may may need to be addressed and that may need to be com communicated to the client. What's the output of this of this stage is a comprehensive technical drawings that include all of the plans, elevations, sections, minute details, detailed technical specifications of all of the elements and their costs, as well as the, all of the required approvals of statutory bodies and issue of statutory forms, if the building is large enough to health health and safety executive. We need to ensure the coordination of all of the different disciplines has taken place. We need to address any issues that have been identified when we look at the project in more detail. We need to assess risks and combine them for information for everyone that will be taking part in the, in the execution and the use of this building. And wherever possible, we need to mitigate on those risks if they cannot be removed from the process. <clears throat> We need to think about the health and safety during the construction of the build, trying to find find the easiest and the safest way for the erection of the building. Obviously, we engage the client on certain in certain sale points where his input is is required and to assure that that employers employer's expectations are met. All of those documents, all of that information needs to be gathered to be able to transition to stage five and to take the design into tendering stage or give it to the design and build contractor who will develop it further. In any way, very often this stage overlaps stage number five, especially on the bigger projects when you want to start as quickly as possible and not all of those. All of those detail can be, details can be ironed out before you can start. But nevertheless, a stage approach should follow where one stage is closed and one stage is begun on site while the next stages are, are still developed. So we don't start, start stage unless all of information is already present and we can carry on with the build. What engineers do in this stage, they, they ensure that the design is developed to, to its final detail and, and that all the required information is coordinated in detail with architectural aspects and, and layouts and build-ups of all different elements. Engineers will, will liaise with and coordinate with specialist designers, making sure that everything fits well together and that all the considerations of the, for the design of the main structure is still viable for the specialist input, or whether their design is correct for the specified performance and behavior. You know, things like cladding, glazing, balustrades, steel and concrete connections of main elements, but also ancillary elements. The developed design is to discharge the building regulations, safety, durability, robustness fire considerations for the building all elements should be dimensionally set out and shown on design documents to check for for and reconcile any clashes if, if such revealed themselves very often it would be prudent to have a strategy for the development of temporary works so the contractor have an Indication of of how it all should be done and how we think of delivering the project, or even if if you know if we send the package for temporary works designer who's separate from every other person, it would be good to to show that intent intent so the actual temporary works designer knows how how you plan to deliver the building, including a a rough draft of. Of construction phase plan, it doesn't have to go down to all of the nitty gritty details of it, but we should know how and what will be needed. if you don't have that, everyone works a little bit in the fog, and yeah, and everyone will will charge for that uncertainty, right If we need any local beefing up for the construction operation. Of the Of the temp of the permanent structures, as such may be the case sometimes, maybe we need a crane base or or can we use a climbing climbing crane in the core or otherwise supported on the side of the building? Maybe the site is constrained, and the structure will need to need a little bit of a beefing up to allow heavy machinery and deliveries to drive through the building and Maybe you can have few stories as a parking and delivery space for, for the side operation, which then will change into typical use. But for temporary conditions, will will be needed as a as a loading bay. You see, this this all all this sort of aspects, if they can be thought about at this stage, we avoid the unnecessary delay and unnecessary further. Further consideration down the project timeline timeline right you see even at that point as an engineer who designs this this type of schemes design design buildings into into the intricacy into the intricate details engineers divide the stage four into four and four and a half why why they do that is it's simply because. The amount of information that will be required by a contractor may not be known at that point, or indeed isn't known at that point, and we don't know who will be the actual, who will be the actual contractor and what are his, or her, her capabilities. Therefore, we cannot provide IKEA-style designs that will show this contractor how to as- assemble every single bit part by part, step by step. As that's, not the, as that's not the responsibility of an engineer or an architect or any other designer. It's the responsibility of contractor to take the designs on board, assimilate them within their practice and, and deliver it to the, to the expertise that they have on board. So, even if all the technical designs are delivered by the structural engineer, there will still be aspects to reconcile either with the manufacturers, contractors, fabricators. The importance of stage 4 and half is to provide the actual specific information for all parties to construct from. Things like size, length, position, amount, location, length, I think I've mentioned that already, of reinforcement, details, fabrication shop drawings showing all elements whether that be timber, steel, or what not review or preparation of contractor's meta statement to assure no undue impact is placed on the structure or that it remains stable and safe during during construction. We'll be reviewing or preparing temporary works designs for contractor. This is the stage when contractor is employed for the execution of the work when his capabilities may require more or less of the engineering team involvement. It is also prudent to have a quality assurance from the structural engineer here to assert and on the on the correct interpretation of the information by the contractor and to assure that the correct delivery of the designs is actually in place so that'd be stage four and a half that's that's why it's there sometimes At this stage, some architects and engineers, mostly inexperienced but often highly skilled ones and methodical ones, push for the overly meticulous and detailed designs, showing dimensions of elements down to the tenth of a millimeter. In reality, though, such accuracies are fallacies and at the scale of buildings, If you take a scale of the building, they're not achievable. After all, we do not design and construct Swiss watches, but super heavy and large structures. Whether the building is made of masonry, steel, concrete or wood, the size of the element can vary few millimeters in one way or the other, and can be out of plumb and not square, slightly warped. Materials ain't perfect, the executions neither. So as long as it is within certain limits, of course, we're good to construct such a building, but it's we need to acknowledge that this this sort of limits do exist and this this departures from true straightness and true and square and plumb expectation is is how the buildings are, is how the construction game is. If you build tall Buildings and load at the elements as you go and erect next and you know floor after floor The columns they become Loaded more and more therefore they become shorter and shorter well And you need to you need to think about this this movement, so you need to Make those columns a little bit longer so they can become shorter but be in true with, with the intention when you, when you erect the whole structure, you see. You see the elements and structure changes shape between day and night or between wet or dry season. Millimeter precision is not possible and designers, designers should think about these inaccuracies or how the building will behave as it is being built not being idealist. You see, paper will take everything. We like to say in the industry, whatever you write, whatever you draw, paper will take it all. And it's indeed correct. But in truth, buildings aren't perfect and how they're being assembled together isn't, perfe- isn't perfect. In my practice, I often find plenty of sad rework, just because the designers f- thought that buildings come together as drawn, either not allowing for adjustments in their technical design or not remeasuring elements as, they, as they're being built. I trust it is generally more economical to have a site engineer to measure stuff up prior to fabrication or commencement of the next phase rather than rework of elements on site or sending them back to the manufacturer for redoing. The other peril is the often attempt by the designers to put a detailing design fabrication construction drawings sometimes temporary works designs and so on so-called specialist subcontractors steel fabricators concrete or timber contractors stone masons or whatever this way engineers and architects can avoid risks with reworking remeasuring coordination but on the other hand all the fabricators are not incentivized to make these details cost effective there are incentive. They are incentivized to make this easy to do and involved on work, so they can charge more on their service. It is only a human nature, and the cost of pushing the work and responsibility down the supply chain isn't the greatest and most economical thing to do. In Bitner, these types of clients are our bread and butter. You see, there is not enough of expertise or appropriate person in many of such steel-concrete-timber contractor's offices. It only makes sense to employ a senior independent engineer if the amount of such work hits 5-10 to million pounds and the office already spends around 100k on external engineers to provide them with appropriate designs and indemnity cover. So far, we are very happy at Bittner to provide such specialist services for our trusted contractors And we are delighted when our designs are delivered smoothly as we provide that definition as a standard service for all our appointments. This brings me to the point five of my deliberation. The point where I'd like to tell you about those small projects, sometimes projects up to one million pounds, sometimes even beyond, which often never reach this stage or the stage is poorly delivered. You see clients at this level of fees, which needs to be charged is our time, and time equals cost and cost equals fee. But the clients seeing the amount of, of required fee level, they cannot justify it plainly as they're usually not educated in the art and science of project delivery. And that's very often their first and last project ever, so the usual approach to to the fees of professionals are no way I'm paying for this. (laughs) See it is all too often of an occurrence that projects with a contract value under one million pounds are delivered haphazardly, without in-depth consideration of many aspects. In a way being pushed down the process with plenty of angst between the involved parties and lack of appreciation of actual process of the project definition or the scope of the required deliverables. These projects are by far the most of the projects available on the market, so all small offices compete for this. Small offices are often cut off by the requirements of the public frameworks and the competition of industry moguls. From the better defined and better financed, more sustainable projects, So they cut corners, so they cut services, so the processes are never or very rarely well-defined. All to the fire adds the fact that British toothless building regulation system does not require any particular licensing or, or proof of competence to embark on the planning permission or building construction. Anyone can build anything and maybe at some point there will be repercussions. Even the latest addition of the Building Safety Act protects the higher risks of building, of building more than their construction in general. Provisions of com- competency requirement for this court deliberation is not enough of a deterrent to make incompetent people certify themselves competent until proven otherwise. So as we end up with anyone who can draw a few lines on a piece of actual or ole- electronical paper, sending planning application for houses, extensions and layouts of buildings that are ill-defined and often require later resubmission for changes as it transpires that people who draw them did not consider building regulations in enough detail or structures defined by anyone who's seen one before and copied and pasted or used a software or an Excel spreadsheet downloaded from reddit <coughs> i know it all seems silly and you would wonder is that even possible but that's this type of projects they're prevalent you can just go on any any council website and go through the planning permission system and you'll see 70% of them done this way and yeah that's figure from thin air it's not something that you yeah don't 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 hold me to it okay, but there's there's a lot of them there, and there's a lot of these mistakes that land on on my desk as well with people in distress that that needs need help when the contract is already already on site and cannot deliver the building in my office for such products of up and around one million pound value. We charge about 7.5% of the contract value for the stage 1-4 definition, for, and that's for architectural services, and another 2-2.5% for structural and civil engineering services. You see that is £75,000 for architectural services and £20,000 for engineering services. Trust me, when I tell you £95,000 now before the shovel is in the ground, for most first and last time property developers seems extravagant and they will avoid it as much as possible. When similar amount will be used for bad work, fragmented and stressful work down the project line, but that cost is hidden. Trust me, no one will go back to say we should have defined it well from the word go, no. Oh, will push to finish the project at whatever cost. Well there's no other way, right? We need to finish the project however bad it is. And however wasteful it is. Okay, so this is it for today. Let us summarize the above points. So one, from the architect's perspective Stage four involves detailed design development, refining architectural, structural, and building services designs. This includes collaboration with specialist consultants, integrating technical specifications, ensuring regulatory compliance, and monitoring costs. Outputs from this stage include comprehensive technical drawings, detailed specifications, updated cost information, and regulatory approvals. Considerations involve coordination among design disciplines, risk management and client engagement. Successful completion of stage four paves the way for stage five, construction, with a detailed set of documents for the construction phase. Number two, the structural engineer's role involves meticulous coordination with the architect and specialist designers to ensure the final design details align seamlessly. This includes addressing aspects such as cladding, glazing, balustrades and connections of main and ancillary elements. The developed design must meet building regulations, safety, durability, robustness and fire considerations. Dimensional layouts are carefully examined to identify and resolve clashes. Additionally, a strategic approach to temporary works development is considered assessing the need for local reinforcements of permanent structures, requirements for crane bases or structural modifications to facilitate construction operations. The engineer's perspective encompasses a comprehensive evaluation of all elements to guarantee structural integrity and successful project outcome. In the structural engineering process, And that's the point three it is essential for providing specific construction details despite technical designs being completed collaboration with manufacturers contractors and fabricators requires additional intricacies this stage includes specific details such as reinforcement size length position quantity and location as well as producing fabrication shop drawings additionally the review of prepare all preparation of contractors method statements and temporary works designs ensures that construction does not compromise structural stability and safety during, during construction. As the contractor is engaged for execution, the level of engineering team involvement may vary based on capabilities of that contractor. Quality assurance measures from the structural engineering team further ensures correct interpretation and accurate delivery of designs during this critical construction phase. Point 4. The perils of overly precise design include unrealistic expectations of millimeter accuracy in building construction, leading to site rework due to unavoidable variations. Building elements can fluctuate in size and alignment due to factors like weather, temperature, and construction processes. Furthermore, relying solely on specialist subcontractors for detailing fabrication and construction stages can also be problematic. While it may alleviate some risk for architects and engineers, it often results in less cost-effective solutions as subcontractors prioritize ease and increased charges. And point number five, small projects with a contract value under £1 million often struggle to reach or poorly deliver stage 4 of the RIBA process due to time, cost and fee constraints. The competitive nature of small project bidding, combined with limitations in the access to public frameworks and industry giants dominating the realm, puts pressure on smaller offices. The lax British building regulation system lacking licensing or proof of competence allows anyone to undertake planning or construction without stringent requirements further driving down quality and price so this is it folks i hope you've enjoyed it i hope you find something useful for yourself this is the end of the main body of this podcast now let's move on to a few words from me shall we I always like to end with a couple of words from me, but if you already got enough, this is the place we can shake our hands. But if you want to know more, please stay tuned for another minute or two. I love to deliver projects and services at all different stages of project design and to all different details of definition. Britner Limited evolved from being capable of providing in-depth specialist level of design definition, bridging stages four to five for projects of different sizes, but often for projects of 1 million pounds and below. We then incrementally grew in experience from the detail to the concept. You can say I feel the design and construction viscerally by now. Anyway, we enjoy helping our clients deliver often ill-defined designs when they hit the wall of lag on the information or not so realistic information and do not want to go back to their architects or engineers as the trust is is by that time well stretched and eroded, or simply gone. How things are delivered in Bitna? No matter the project size, we go through the process and improve on it with every iteration. We've concluded by now over 400 different projects of different sizes, from single beam to to consulting on high-rise buildings built over existing buildings. Sounds interesting, doesn't it? And sounds complicated too. Where they are, projects of contract cost of fifty to two hundred fifty thousand pounds will require a different level of involvement to the one costing one million and over. We balance the requirements, expectations, and safety to deliver enough information depending on your budget and project scope. Our service is bound by a process to make the most of the time and cost expected to be spent on the design and and its definition, but we will never accept a commission that is not well communicated with you in regards of the scope of deliverables. If your design budget is not sufficient, we will tell you straight up and we'll explain why, but we will not take on commission, which we know will not pay well for both sides and your project. So here you had it. The technical design or the stage 4 is the point in the process where details are delivered and project becomes ready for construction, but not always. If you struggle on your projects or do not understand what it is your current architect or engineer doing, we can help. Thank you for listening. Please voice up your opinion. I wait for you on LinkedIn and I want to hear from you. To the loo!